Hello, guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a powerful but very quick word of the Lord today. I believe God is just wanting us to be encouraged and to just look at him with the fresh eyes, with the fresh feeling of his Holy Spirit and his anointing. And I just want to come today to encourage someone to give a, a broader perspective of who God really is. God wants us to see him as God. The Bible says we first have to know that God is and he is a rewarder that diligent of those that diligently seek him. So what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to highlight today for us, he wants to highlight our perspective. He wants to put things in alignment with the kingdom of God that we may be able to see God the way he see himself, hear him the way he hears him, see people the way he see people. So today we're going to talk about the Bible being a supernatural book. And as plain as that may sound, sometimes as believers and people, we approach God as being a common thing. We approach him as being um, or looking at him as being human or or not looking at him as being a supernatural God, all powerful, all knowing, El Elyon, the most high God. Right. So today, I just think the Holy Spirit wants our perspectives to be enlightened, that the eyes of our heart will be enlightened to see him in new and unusual ways and experience him in another way, because your perception is your reality, right? What you see and what you perceive is how you're going to treat a thing or how you're going to approach a thing or how you're going to value something. So I think it's vitally important that we see the Father, Father God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and heaven the way we need to see it in order to receive in a different way, to expand our thinking, to untie the small thinking in, in terms of the way we see him. We have to see him for who he is, you know, and that perspective has to be from a kingdom and heavenly perspective, not from a worldly perspective and how we see people, you know, because let's just get started. So God is highlighting that he is not a man, that he is not a common thing, right? So why is it important for us to know this? And these are some of the things that he had me to write down. So it's important for us to know this, how we approach a supernatural God, our views, our perspective, and everything and the way we see him, it matters. Why does it matter? Because it's going to determine what you get out of the relationship with him is going to determine what you put into the relationship. It's going to determine how you see your circumstances, how you see um, prayers being answered, right? It's going to determine how your walk and your journey is going to be while you're here on earth. So it's vitally important that we see him the way he sees himself. So we see that perspectives matter. And the authority that we walk in has a lot to do with, with how we see whose authority we, we are under. I'm going to say that again. The authority that we walk in has everything to do with the authority, the way we see the authority that we are under. So perspective is everything. And so God loves us so much that he wants us to be in a different realm when it comes to him and when it comes to prayer and when it comes to the things of the kingdom of God. So the Bible says in the book of Genesis that 
the history of creation. And all we're doing today, guys, is we're going to brag on Jesus today. We're going to brag on God the Father. We're going to brag on who he really is to us so that our, our faith can be strengthened, so that we can be encouraged, so that we can have a better perspective or a different perspective as to how we see him. And that is going to be vital in your walk with him and the power that you carry and the authority that you walk in as a believer. So the Bible says in Genesis 1-1, and we all know this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We have to know, this is the way he gives it to me. We have to know that we serve a God that created heaven, earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxy. And I know that we know this, but let's just look at it from a different perspective today. We serve a God that is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, omnipresent. We serve a God that it created the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the continents, the waters, the valleys, the hills, the animals, the insects. Come on. We serve a God. So therefore, when you begin to see him the way he was intended to be seen, your perspective starts to change. Your views start to change. You start to know that you are loved perfectly because of the cross and because of what Jesus did and how he sacrificed his life. And when you know that a supernatural God stepped out of eternity into time and came in the form as a human being just so he can be the perfect sacrifice so that you would not be separated eternally from him, then you start to look at him in a whole nother perspective and it makes you begin to fall in love with Jesus. And this is what it's all about today. It's all about falling back in love with Jesus. It's all about putting the first things first, the kingdom of God, the Jesus of the Bible, not another Jesus that they teach, not religion, not, not tradition. We're putting the king back where he belongs, which is not back on the cross to nail him back on the cross, but to put him in a heavenly perspective as the son of God, as the father, as the Holy Spirit, the power, the resurrection power, a God that was raised from the dead. I'm going somewhere with this, guys, because we need another perspective. We need to go higher. We need to elevate. We need to go higher in Jesus. So the Bible says in Genesis, in Genesis 2 and 7, that and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and, be, and man became a living being. This is huge. So you have a God that created something out of nothing, meaning he doesn't need us to procreate because he did it without us. But because he wants a family and because he loves us so much, he wanted us to be a part of all of this. So now man can procreate with a woman, male and female, right? So when we look at a God that created us to live in this atmosphere called earth and he breathed the breath of life, the Ruah breath on the inside of us. We're talking about an amazing force to be reckoned with. We're talking about something that is way more powerful than the devil, right? We're talking about a God that rules and reigns and his kingdom has no end. He is not subject to anything that he creates. He's outside of time. He's outside of creation. He doesn't submit to anything that he has created. He has authority and dominion over everything and every authority in this earth and outside of the earth and under the earth. Let's go to hell. He has authority down there. Nothing is without his 
his consent. Nothing is without his okay. He has to approve it. So we know that that would build our faith in terms of when we have a spiritual attacks or when we're dealing with the enemy, we know that we walk in that same authority that God has. Let's keep going. First John, I'm sorry, regular John 1, 1 through 4. It says, in the beginning was the word, that's Jesus. And the word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The word was with God, and the word was God. What does that mean? That means that Jesus is the word. He is the pages on the Bible. He is the pages. If somebody wrote a, a biography about your life, and you was there to consult them all the steps of the way while they're writing about your life, right? And you're able to tell them, no, I didn't do this. I did this. This is who I really am. This is this. That's exactly what the word of God is. It's Jesus in word form. That That's why you can't separate the word from Jesus. That's why when the false heresies and the prophets, the false prophets come and say that the white man wrote the Bible or they say that the Bible was written by man and that it's error, that's how you know that it's not true because the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word is Jesus. The Bible is Jesus in word form. So if somebody wrote a story about Jesus' life, the Bible is it. Just like if somebody wrote a story about our life. If somebody wrote a story about me and I was not dead and I was telling them how my story went and every, all the things that I went through, it would be exactly what it was. It would be about me. So then if somebody comes along and say, well, hey, I don't think she did that and I don't think she, well, she wrote it. So we know the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. So it is infallible. Let's keep going. So 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, and this is my foundation scripture for Live Free Podcast. It reads, now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I want to hone in on now the Lord is a spirit, that part right there. We have to know that the Bible is a supernatural book. We serve a supernatural God. This is not no common thing. This is not no everyday thing. We don't look at God the way um, we look at the next person in human form because he is a spirit. So we know that we already know that the Bible is a supernatural book. So if you're reading the Bible, you're reading a supernatural book. For everything from Genesis to Revelation is supernatural in, that, um, in the Bible right? Everything that happened, angels, demons, let's, let's get into it. So then we go to Numbers 23 and 19, where it says, God is not a human that he shall lie. We know the Bible says God is not a man in other translations that he shall lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So God is not a man. In other words, don't put him on, don't lump him in with everybody else. 
you have to be able to begin to see him the way he sees himself, right? That way you'll have a different perspective. And when you approach the throne of grace, you know that you are approaching majesty. It changes your perception and how you revere him and how you respect his presence. Because now you're looking at him from a whole elevated, a different level. You're looking at him as being majesty, as being the God of heaven and earth, the God who holds the earth in his hands, who holds your breath. When he breathed the breath inside of Adam's nostrils, he holds the keys to life and death. That is huge. That is huge in the way we treat him. That is huge in the way we value him. That is huge in the way we respect him. That is huge to know that he carries the keys to life and death. He said, fear not man that can kill the body, but fear the one that can throw you into hell. Fear the one who has the keys to, to put your soul in hell, right? So we need to revere him in such a way that we're able to communicate with him from an elevated level that we are able to really perceive him in the way he was intended to be perceived from the very beginning before the religion came, before the heresies came, before the lies of the enemy came to destroy the, the world and the people. So let's go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1 and 21, it reads, For prophecy never had its origin, right? Because we know the prophetic and pro prophecy comes from the Spirit of the Lord when it's spoken from the mouth of God. Not that fake stuff, not that stuff we do because we want likes and we want subscribers. I'm talking about the real Ru'ah, the word of God, the breath of God, right? So first, second Peter 1 and 21, it reads, for prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets through, though they are human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So we now know too that God created heaven and earth. Jesus was God, um, daddy, Jesus, daddy was God. Okay. And we know that God is a supernatural spirit. We're dealing with a supernatural daddy. We're dealing with a supernatural father, a supernatural kingdom, an invisible kingdom. I don't know about you, but this stuff is mind blowing to me. I, I, every day, I just can't even wrap my head around what's really going on and that we're living in a world, but, but there's an invisible world all around us that we don't even see. We, angels and demons are all around us every day, but because of the mercies of God, he doesn't even allow us to see that because we wouldn't even be able to function properly. You know, so by his mercy and by the way he designed it, right, that we can't see it. So and unless he allows us to see it and open our spiritual eyes and we have visions and dreams and all those other things. Right. So prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though humans spoke from God. Right. So we know that even prophecy. Right. We know that speaking in tongues. Um, we know that the gift of tongues is a supernatural language. We're talking about the Bible today. We're talking about Jesus today. We want to brag on our daddy God. We want to brag on Jesus today. We just want to be encouraged to know that we are dealing with majesty. We are dealing with the master architect. We are dealing with the God that created the heavens and earth that is holding the earth in its hand. We are dealing with supernatural occurrences. For the Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood, but, our, but we war against the principalities, against principalities 
principalities in high places, spiritual wicked rulers in high places. That means we wrestle not against our, our brothers and sisters, right? We don't war and come against them, but we come against the spirit that is operating in them or operating around them, right? We got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Love people, love God. Don't come against your brothers and sisters, but come against the spirit that's in them. Take authority because once you deal with that spirit, you don't dealt with the problem. Okay, if there's an issue. So we have to know that. So prophecy and knowledge foretell the future. That's a supernatural thing. The Bible is a prophetic book. It foretells the future. It has spoken, right? It cannot be changed. The Bible, the God says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word stands forever. This is why you cannot separate the word from Jesus. You cannot separate the two. You cannot take one from the other, but say you believe in God and then take the word away, baby. Because if you do, you in error. That's a spirit of error and you need to repent, renounce it, and you need to come back in agreement with the word of God because you can't have one without the other. They go hand in hand. It's like a marriage because that is the word Jesus in word form. That's still him. That's still him. So then we talk about the Bible foretelling the future. We talk about angels are real. We talk about demons are real, right? So Isaiah, let's talk about it. Isaiah 6 and 1 and 3, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. This is Isaiah speaking of what he saw, right, in the vision. I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, here's the angels, each with six wings, with two wings, they covered their faces and with two, they covered their feet and with two, they were flying and they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. So that means that what does that mean? Angels are real. Demons are real. These are supernatural beings. I'm trying to give a, get us into a supernatural perspective today so that we can begin to see things for what they really are and the way God wants us to see them. So we know that God is holy. We know that sin can't stand in his presence. This is why if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, none of us, no matter how good we think we are, will be able to stand in the presence of God. So this is why we can't say that we're saved because of good works, right? But we're saved by grace through faith, right? Because of the blood of Jesus. Without the sacrifice, there will be no remission of sin. There will be no forgiveness without the blood of Jesus. This is why you can't circumvent the system. This is why you can't go around him and get to get to God. He said, no man can come except through me, Jesus. You have to come through him to get to the Father. So that's why we have to receive him as Lord and Savior. And if you have not done that yet, I would implore you to just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I repent for my sins and take my life and do something with it and heal me from all of my afflictions and all of my sin in Jesus' name. And so we see that God is a holy God and he is a mighty God and that nothing was created without him. Everything was within his command and his control. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That means he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Nothing is designed and created and crafted without him. And let's keep going. So we are seated in heavenly places. What does that mean in Ephesians? When Ephesians 2 and 6, it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. There's a term in real estate. I'm a real estate agent, so this is what I'm using. Uh, there's a term in real estate that says, 
talks about dual agency when you're when you're representing the buyer and the seller that's called dual agency and in the state of texas it's called intermediary so there's a there's a term called dual agency so so today i want you to know that you have dual citizenship you are a citizen if you are born again believer in jesus christ you are a citizen in the kingdom of heaven this is why you have your spiritual language Every country has their own language. So it's no different from the kingdom of heaven, except it's a supernatural language, right? So you have a dual citizenship in the kingdom of heaven, and you have a citizenship here while you're on earth until you go back to heaven, if you're a born-again believer. So you have dual agency. You have dual reign. You have dominion here while you're on earth until you get back to heaven. But you are seated in heavenly places, which means you have access access to everything, every spiritual arsenal, every weapon of war that God has, you have access to the kingdom. You should be living as a kingdom citizen and God wants the very best for you because he loves you and Jesus sacrificed so that you can have everything that you need. So we have to begin to say, okay, Lord, if we're seated in heavenly places and we have a dual agency, that means we have dominion on earth and we have access to everything that we need and we're seated with Christ, that means we got the enemy from an elevated level that we're looking down. We're not praying from victory. We're not praying to victory. We're praying from victory, right? So we know we got him from an elevated level. So we begin to walk in that authority and that kingdom authority that we have. We don't sit, no longer do we sit back and take body shots and take blows to the head and take the infirmities and the sickness, the diseases, the addictions, the uh, fornication, the sexual immorality, the homosexuality, and everything that God goes against the word of God, miscarriage, I mean, the, um, abortions and everything else that goes against the word of God. No longer do we live in defeat because when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Everybody who I, I was just reading in the book of Matthew and everybody who Jesus touched was changed. That means when you have a supernatural encounter with a supernatural God, that something in your life changes. You are not the same no matter how bad, no matter how long you've been bound. One word from God can destroy 50 years of captivity. One day, one word, one encounter. So I pray today that you would have an encounter with the Almighty God, a true encounter with God, and say, Lord, I want to have a true encounter with you. If you are real, and if you really did this for the people in the Bible, and if you are really alive and well, and if you really was raised from the dead, give me a supernatural encounter counter and confirm your word that this lady is speaking to me today. And if you are real, but see that, that takes humility and that takes you wanting to know the truth. You have to want to know the truth. The Bible says, whom the son makes free is free indeed. And the truth will make you free. So when you begin to really encounter God, something in your life changes. Your life is not the same. If you are the same Christian you today as you was when you were unsaved, then something did not encounter. You did not have a divine and real encounter because anyone who Jesus touch was changed. No matter if they touched the hem of his garment, no matter if they came into his presence, they were changed when they decided to want the change or want the healing. Everyone who he touched, not one person. That's why the Bible says the Lord knows those that are his. That's why the Bible says no one can snatch them out of his hand because he knows those that are his. 
So let's finish bragging on Jesus today. So we have to know that we are seated in heavenly places. We have dual agency. Your spiritual position of authority is vitally important if you're going to defeat the enemy and walk in victory in this world. Let me say that again. Your spiritual position of authority and your perception is vitally important if you're going to walk in victory and defeat the enemy. Otherwise, you're going to be taking body shots. You're going to be taking a hit from the left to the right. You have to be on the offense and not the defense and know that your authority is in Christ Jesus, not in yourself, not within your own strength. It's in the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jesus Christ. So let's talk about it. So I want to close with this. And I thought this was so fitting because I absolutely love this book. I done read out of this book before, but let's read a passage from Jesus Manifesto. One of the best books you will read about Jesus. I'm going to page 28 and it says, we're going to close out with this. The Christ existed. We're going to talk about Jesus. Christ existed before time as the eternal son. He is above time and outside of time. He is the beginning. In fact, he was before the beginning. God is amazing. He lives in a realm where there, where there are no ticking watches and clocks. He's outside of time. That's why I say he stepped out of time into eternity to die for you. If you were the only person, he would have still did it. Why? Because we needed a perfect sacrifice. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So, he is outside of time and he lives in a realm where there are no ticking watches or clocks. Space and time are but for his servants. That means it serves him. He's not submitted to anything that he created. He is unfettered by them. Remove Christ and the entire universe disintegrates. It comes apart at the seams. Remove him and creation wheels come off. But there is still more. The Christ is the very meaning of creation. Uh, eliminate him and the universe has no purpose. Remove him and every living thing loses its meaning. So let's talk about it. But there's still a mind-blowing thing, she says. There's more. Because of the hill, because of the blood, and because of the cross, you stand holy, spotless, and blameless without reproach and accusation in the sight of a holy God because of what Jesus did, not because of we, we've been so good, because it's not by works lest any man should boast. Yes, that's not all. The Christ created a new humanity, a new creation, a new race like himself. That new humanity is his own body, a multi-membered creature we call the church, the ecclesia of God. It is bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, kin to divinity. You are kin to divinity. And this Christ is the head, the authority, and the source of that body, which is the body of Christ. But wait, there's more. The Christ, tri This Christ triumphed over the greatest enemy that ever that God ever faced, death, the offspring of sin. He conquered its power, extinguished its sting, and dismantled that fe the fear that was attached to it. Jesus Christ passed through death and came out of the resurrection, and he is the first to return from the dead to never taste mortality again, conquered death and hell. But that's not all. In his resurrection, this Christ, 
the only begotten son shook off his chains, no longer bound by time and space. He became a life-giving spirit, the first born among many sisters and brothers, all of whom will be raised from the dead after him. This glorious Christ defeated death, the grave, the curse, the entire world system. He defeated sin, Satan, and all condemnation. He slew shame. He conquered guilt. And he shared his everlasting victory and towering triumph with you. Here is Christ so grand and glorious that he is beyond the reaches of human comprehension. All things are in this Christ. All things are through this Christ. All things are for this Christ. And he has been given the first place in everything with an incredible Lord. The only thing that the Holy Spirit testifies to is Jesus. It's in the word. God has made him the center of the universe. In fact, it directly correlates with the sun that's in the sky, the hot sun, the earthly sun. That is a direct replica of the son of God. Without the son, we, we can't even make it. The earth can't even exist without the son. Think about that. You think that's a coincidence that it's called the son? And we know that without Jesus, there is no life. It directly correlates with that. That's just something to think about. Nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is an accident. It's not an accident that you came to this channel, that you're listening to this message. God wants to, you to experience him in new and unusual ways. So Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray that every yoke of tradition, religion, Every yoke, Lord God, that every spirit of blindness that is keeping people from seeing the gospel. The Bible says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that means having spiritual eyes to see the revelation of who Christ is. So we break every spirit of blindness, every spirit of deception, and every spirit of confusion. Come out now in the name of Jesus. And we release the revelation that the eyes of their heart will be enlightened even the more. And until the next time, thank you so much for subscribing and tuning in. And please opt in to receive the prophetic words that God will give me at 770. Text live free to 770-692-7751. And God just wants to be a blessing to his people. And until the next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. Bye, loves.